Hi folks, and welcome to Film Optimist, where we talk about all things film with a healthy dose of optimism. I am your co-host, Seth Boyd. I am Megan Tierney. And folks, we're going to do, continuing our themed months here, it is November, and it is the month of Thanksgiving here in the States, and so we're going to do two kind of loosely related to Thanksgiving movies, and the first choice mm -hmm. we have here because in, in my mind, Thanksgiving really comes down to family and food. The first movie is going to be The Family. And this mm -hmm. is not going to be a pleasant family movie. So because mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that just wouldn't be on brand for us. This is Autumn <laughs> Sonata by Igmar Bergman. And Igmar Bergman's one of the most prolific and influential filmmakers ever. He's really kind of the poster boy of film. If you just watch a few of his movies, you'll see how often he's parodied. Often when you want to say like an art house movie, like that the famous image of a man playing chess against death that's in the seventh seal that's one of his movies mm -hmm. so he, he's often referenced as just he's emulated as like the art house guy <laughs> and he's okay. great and he had a career for very long he started making movies in the 40s and continued until 2003 actually this when his last movie came out so a lifelong filmmaker nice. um one of the most influential guys and uh megan one of the reasons i chose this movie was i was pretty sure you hadn't seen a bergman movie before and this is actually the first bergman movie i watched as well in film class oh, in nice. a, uh, our previous guest house glutes film class so and it was very surprising to me that this was the pick wow. because i i seen those images from seventh seal which is kind of a medieval mystery strange mm -hmm. thing and i i was expecting something that sounded on paper more grandiose than a family <laughs> reunion that doesn't go great you know so that's right um mm -hmm. and that i had never heard this movie before i was of course familiar with ingrid bergman the actress who's uh, in this film they are or just clears up they're not related they're both swedish they're both the same last name this is not a nepotism <laughs> thing <laughs> okay so i'm yeah. glad you cleared that up so i was extremely confused by that i was like okay, oh it's a yeah. woman director I, yeah and, <laughs> and folks again in true megan fashion and true <laughs> film optimist fashion yeah i knew nothing going into this film knew nothing okay. about the director um and not even like i think because of its like foreignness even like influences i didn't know so that's mm. really cool i'm glad you mentioned that yeah um, well, i did well, not seen, know that you've seen casablanca or movies like that I ha like i've like i've basically seen casablanca. okay that's that's fair everyone has basically <laughs> mm -hmm. seen it but ingrid bergman's yes. the lead in that movie you know so she was a she is a swedish okay. actor who worked a lot okay. in sweden and italy was a hollywood star for quite a while like a very prolific wow. actress and actually this right. is her last movie and this was kind of her last thing she wanted to do was do a movie with Igmar Bergman in oh. so <laughs> what an so appropriate quite, title for right? her Autumn <laughs> yes. Sonata I love that yes exactly so it's it's a <laughs> uh, real swan song and this is actually well I said Bergman the, the director Igmar worked in film for quite a while that's not entirely true this is actually the last film he made as a film after this he made a lot of television films and okay which is very odd you know to think we think of tv especially in the 70s as not being recognized as <laughs> the same level of uh artistic merit as mm -hmm. film but mm -hmm. for for complicated reasons we don't need to get into this episode bergman wrote, worked in tv the rest of his life and made still okay. great movies that were still nominated for awards but were technically television productions not film productions so sure. mm. it's a, a very interesting uh time in in foreign film but Megan, before we dive in, <laughs> I don't think I prepared you enough other than telling you this is a fucked up family movie. 
did you have an expectation or did you have nothing? Oh. What did you think of this movie? <laughs> I had nothing. And then suddenly I had, I had everything having watched this movie. Well, you know what? It was funny. So, I mean, we should like specify, I think that that's very specifically a like mother daughter relationship yeah. film, um, which mm. I got early on, obviously. And and I think that that's actually a hot ticket item right now in mm. uh, pop culture almost. Oh, that's really and it true. made me it made me think of um, Jeanette McCurdy's, which I I have not read yet, but she's talked about her um, abusive relationship with her mother. And oh, like you're talking that, about the I'm glad my that, mom died book. I'm glad my mom died yeah. book. And you it's know, on my wish I, list. I know. I so I haven't read it yet. I think I like am not <laughs> emotionally ready for it or just not wanting that right now. Um, but it looks very very good and. Uh, it just made me think of it because something sh I've, I've seen a couple interviews of it because I'm like fascinated by um, it and mm -hmm. I liked a lot what she had said about it is um, the kind of demystifying that we have to do as a society of the image of the mother uh, mm -hmm. especially for like daughters and stuff and she said that like I think that she that title was so controversial for her because we kind of have this we tend to put mom on a pedestal as a mm. society. And what do you do when that relationship is a little effed up, if you will? So, <laughs> yeah. so mm. this movie that I thought tracked perfectly in line with that with um, quite a complicated mother-daughter relationship, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> what a great connection, Megan. I can't believe I didn't uh, think of that while, while we're watching I this. This, also, this is one of Anne's favorite movies who who has a great relationship with her yeah. mother. <laughs> um, I do not. I, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> with mine, I mean. So it's like this This is movies makes sense uh, for a movie for me to like, but uh, sure. much like with mm -hmm. her hereditary episode, I'll get the warning. You don't have to have a fucked up family relationship <laughs> to like this movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say things like this are very much on my mind so I'm, I'm yeah. glad you were connecting that because like that I this is a movie that the more I watch and I, I think this is maybe my third or fourth viewing yesterday I was like oh this movie's incredibly relevant and I wasn't even thinking about that book but just yeah as our conversations change about about family about parents and about what mm -hmm. is it's not acceptable <laughs> so yes um mm -hmm. with that being said let's let's dive in a little bit to the plot here the plot is very sure. bare bone we only have for the majority of the movie, we only have four actors, and mm -hmm. uh, the main character here is Eva, played by Liv Ullman, um, a frequent collaborator and I think at one time spouse of Ingmar Bergman, who is a woman, let's say, I think maybe late 30s or 40s, who's married to a village pastor, and uh, we have, we begin with one of my favorite scenes maybe in cinema if the pastor um, enters the frame we have her kind of far off writing the letter mm -hmm. and he unexpectedly starts talking directly at the camera and talking about how much he loves just watching his wife yeah. go about her day and it's very very sweet and it always uh brings tears to my eyes it's a wonderful oh it's so sweet soft, it's very art it is very art house and it's like a very soft sentimental thing that really works for me uh, sure. before we get a lot more real savagery <laughs> um, yeah. but that's a good word the letter Eva is writing is to her mother who they have not seen each other in seven years mm -hmm. mothers either I was actually even on recent view unclear if this is new husband or new just long-term male friend has mm -hmm. died and knowing like okay yeah. you're gonna be devastated uh Leonard has passed away I know you're not doing well would you like to come stay with us for as mm -hmm. long as you want and mother is the great Ingrid Bergman uh, the actress who is a world-renowned pianist mm -hmm. so she comes out kind of unexpectedly at least how quickly it goes 
and pretty quickly we start to see the seams unravel here as to what's what this dynamic really is to why they haven't seen each other in seven years and yes. basically the majority of this movie actually is an argument uh between the between right. mother and daughter and mm-hmm. it kind of has a resolution kind of not mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the movie ends but I would just remember being so floored by that that this was you know it's a short movie it's 90 minutes 99 yeah. but I think mm-hmm. the vast majority of this is an argument between the two of yep. them that happens they bump into each other in the middle of the night and then just <laughs> everything comes pouring out um mm-hmm. we're, we're We'll get into a little bit more specifics, I think, as we typically do. But yeah, that's that's the synopsis. With that being said, Megan, where would you like to mm-hmm. kind of start? Where do you want to jump in? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I, actually I was pretty struck also by like how play-like it was. I I, mm. I just thought about now, like right. I think these movies tend to kind of feel that way if it is sort of like a one-night thing, which I think right. just does kind of happen in like, um, well, I, you know, uh, she comes over a period of time, but the main juicy like big argument yeah happens it's, in about it's like the uh the span of a night mm-hmm. the, the unities of like time and place are very right. thing here yeah right so and and um and yeah it takes place in like the one the household kind of i think call it a cool word so like a commissary or so i don't know i was, uh, I was yeah, the pastory or something like past, that I don't know, yes you, yes you're right because so. yeah the the husband is a pastor and this is their uh the house that comes with it <laughs> is it the parsonage right. i think it's at it pa- yes pa- yes parsonage, something like yeah. that I think I didn't quite know what that was, honestly. And was you know, just like, you know, actually, oh, that's a cool household name or something. I think before we dive into it, I just have to ask you real quick. Did you relate <laughs> to this at all? Like, did you kind of understand this dynamic? Um, of, did you of the pastor? Or no, of, of the mother and daughter. Oh, absolutely. So I think okay. that's kind of like <laughs> personally where I do want to, uh, I, I think that's what the movie is like mainly about, obviously. Right. I, you you know that more than I. And like, I, <laughs> I um, it's pretty immediate. Like, it's pretty yeah. clear. Um, I and I did relate. Okay, good. Because I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I asked because I remember seeing this film <laughs> in, in the class I mentioned, Housewood's class, and being next to a person from a rather large family. He's like, yes. man, I don't I don't get this at all. <laughs> And it's like, okay. I wonder mm-hmm. if to some degree I'm Protestant and this, you know, was raised Protestant, <laughs> even though it's Baptist and this is kind of Lutheran or something, but like, I'm, um, I am not of Swedish descent, you know, I'm not right, right. from Scandinavia. It's like, I wonder if there's other cultural divides here that are bigger than just, I had a weird family, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, 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 um, yeah. yeah they, this person could not relate to it all. So it's like, I think that's the most I've understood a family dynamic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know there was there were so many moments where I think if you do relate to the film you you'll kind of like pretty quickly see yourself in it I there was Mm -hmm. one scene I really like um to like call out where she's um her mom's a bit of a talker as well like she she has a (laughs) she's a motor mouth if you will and um (laughs) I know that in my family and I know that like and actually multiple members of my family and then Mm. I tend me and um, I'm just not of that way, so I think I right. relate more to, um, to uh, the Eva. the daughters, Eva, Eva, mm. yeah, Eva's character. Yeah. And there's a great scene where she's talking to her mom, getting I I think it's the night, and she's like getting her ready for her sleep, and then leaves the conversation to go like down the stairs halfway, and just kind of like takes a beat. <laughs> takes, yeah. She has to she has yes. to like physically stop, take a breath, like put the whole hand on face palm basically. Yeah. And I was like, I have had many 
a conversation where like that that exact motif has happened yeah. so there are a lot of really great like motifs are related to right. i would say and just like physicalities of of uncomfortableness that i really liked and um and they're subtle and then they do kind of like really build like you say it, it gets mm. it gets uh dark <laughs> it gets uh, yeah, pretty it, deep you know let's let's kind of get into some of that i mean one of the first major surprises of this movie is when well actually one of, i think maybe the first oh this is more complicated than we thought it comes out that eva and her husband victor have lost a child who died yes. before turning four and we already have we already can do the quick math here they haven't seen grandma in seven years so uh ingrid bergen never had the interest to meet her grandchild that's already <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know obviously it's dark we have a, a small child who died you know right. very tragically but also like that that kind of speaks to there was already quite a rift here if uh a person who's always has the excuse of oh i was busy recording all of beethoven's <laughs> sonatas i was busy doing a lecture yeah. series in los angeles or berlin or whatever mm-hmm. she's also a very very wealthy uh, woman that keeps coming right. up like could have very easily have uh not taken every job and could have met her grandchild so that's right uh very and she, she's very much like a star uh as yes. well in her mind <laughs> exactly. but also I, I think like i think in the world too like she she takes that on if you will too right which i mean it's and that's very interesting to me because obviously like I, I am not so sophisticated that i i really keep up with uh classical musicians i think i could probably only name yo-yo ma as a current one hmm. but um and this is obviously in your little more highbrow, et cetera. But <laughs> is she really like can't uh, can't I, leave the house without being photographed? You know, oh, she I, is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't think so. <laughs> but she does right. have that uh, air about herself, which is, I think, to some degree, you're saying Ingrid Bergman, who at that time was still a complete, you know, legend of, of film. <laughs> Maybe. Also, that early conversation Eva tells her mother, who is uh, Charlotte, like I I have to tell you, Helena's here. Mm-hmm. And Charlotte, the mother, gets very despondent and is like, you, you should have told me. I can't believe you didn't tell me this. And mm-hmm. they have this, like, you would have come. And it's it's unclear who Helena is. She right. asks, is she worse? And mm-hmm. Eve says, of course, it's part of the disease. It comes out that this is uh, Eva's younger sister, younger who sister. is, I the disease, I don't think it's ever fully made clear. At no. least it wasn't to me. And I kind of like mm-hmm. that. Um, we don't get a clear understanding of what she is but there's uh some um muscle problems mm-hmm. there she's not really able to fully take care of herself she has difficulties speaking mm-hmm. and becomes clear this is at least that helena was put away in a uh home for for quite a while mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. eva and victor decided to check on her and say would you would you like to come live with us and the answer was pretty quickly a yes so <laughs> yes so we kind of have this use old term invalid the family doesn't want to talk about at least the mother doesn't want to talk about right mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think just all these other you know <laughs> worse and worse things come out and mm-hmm. the fight is often very very cruel and very logical and very matter of fact but it's often very childlike and in the mm-hmm. end eva is literally blaming her mother for helena being sick for not being around enough and it's a very right childish logic but she is and I think one of the things that I love about this movie is the start of the uh, um, argument, Eva's body language and the whole blocking is very childlike. She's cowering, she's kind of crying, still mm-hmm. like that little girl. By the mm-hmm. end of it, she's not crying, she's not raising her voice, and she is just like this demon in her face, <laughs> on her shoulder, just whispering, 
you're horrible, <laughs> you know, and this is your fault yeah. and there's, and this can never be recommended and you're incapable <laughs> of love and is saying the most savage things very calmly. Oh. Framed like a horror movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's very like a slasher. It is actually. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. So I mean, like, um, yeah, the art. Well, also there were like funny, funny-ish, yeah. <laughs> funny moments in it as well. As I think that family dynamics are just kind of funny in that way mm-hmm. that it captured really well and also the argument came about because of like heavy drinking and Mm, so it kind of tinges things and it kind of like allows it to spin a yarn whatever way it does I feel like and that's it wasn't like it didn't feel lazy or anything like that like the way they just kind of it it just like um snowballed the snowball effect if you will yeah but I it, it felt very realistic actually and I think that that the that the drinking like happened before this big old argument wasn't a wasn't a problem um yeah. at all um but yeah they uh, there was just a lot of like audible dams i gave <laughs> what, of some of these lines yeah. because she's vicious it so, is kind she's of fun so in, savage. A, in a shakespeare comedy like um much uh-huh. or nothing where they're being very savage to each other there's that kind That's of level of enjoyment mm-hmm. for me even though it is you know very uh unexpected and um i think for for most viewers you're not expecting this mother-daughter relationship to be so savage and and this largely hinges on you would much rather be a celebrity star than be around you uh (laughs) you were never there for us dad hated it (laughs) and we Mm -hmm. were just these you know idiots twiddling our thumbs hoping you would actually pay attention to us and yeah uh, there's a lot of one of the, my favorite aspects of this movie is there's a lot of memory scenes that yes. play out very dreamlike. Um, mm-hmm, that's right. Um, Megan, talk. Would you mind expanding on that for me? Yeah. Well, there, on how I they're remember, shot, rather. Yeah, uh, th- my favorite one was I think the la- very last one where um, it's her, her maybe a past boyfriend is it or mm-hmm. like her her or was it um, the man Leonardo? who passed away? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the man who passed away. And he is play- he's playing like I believe it's a cello is what yeah, he I plays. So. so he was a um, he was a musician as well. And um, visually, this was really striking to me. It looked um, crazy. It looked like a I-, I think it's meant to be a photograph, like a still photograph. You know, Anne actually um, thought it was. I think she might be right. I think it actually. I know what you're talking about, and I yes. were looking really closely. <laughs> Sorry, you explained it more, but I think you're right. <laughs> well, it's just it was very very visually striking because it had to have either. Be, I mean, it was computerized in some way, but it was only him playing the cello, like his arms moving, and it was a shot of the back of him um, mm. with with still uh, obviously still people around him. So I literally don't know how they filmed that or edited yeah. that it was pre-cg it had to have been pre-cg i think it was superimposed I, I think it because it's like right. helena is you have a man playing for an audience you have his back but he's visibly playing you have mm-hmm. one woman who's kind of brightly lit by a candle yeah and maybe a spotlight these i think are the only two people who are actually being shot this time and mm-hmm. the candle and I, I believe everything else was um in, for lack of a better term kind of superimposed on it like a I matte see, painting or something but right. it's and it does, really it has jarring. A painting yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is kind of a really cool, and, and, and I just want to back up and say, this is one of the things I really like about this movie. While the story is very simple, it's very stylized without, yeah. um, it's not fully showing off. It's still a slow movie, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. isn't, this isn't as fast paced and as stylized as like a Quentin Tarantino or something, but it's mm. very beautiful. And there's a lot of things like this shot in the way that a normal filmmaker would not think to do that mm-hmm. are economical and gorgeous. 
And a lot of the memory like scenes are a person narrating people going through the motions, but they're not talking. There's no dialogue in what yeah. you're seeing. And it feels very distant and dreamlike. And it's very it surreal. I it think really also made an impression on me. Yeah, I, I think it's like um, composed like photographs. I mm. think every single one of them is yeah. kind of composed that way. And either also like very center of frame. So they, they look visually different than the movie going on. And like, it's very clear that it's um, what's a what's a dream sequence and or what's a memory sequence and what is real life. Yeah. Um, but yet the framing was awesome. I, I liked it as well. It was very visually yeah. uh, striking. And then I also love the theory of memories as photographs and mm -hmm. that's that's really beautiful i i liked that a lot i think it was um certain, totally intentional like to do yes. that mm -hmm. very cool I, I think you're absolutely right and i i think uh another just like going the extra mile on the basics thing here is like almost every room in their house almost every set really has a really strong specific color scheme mm -hmm. in a way that's i think beyond a, uh, a pastor's wife would maybe have the means to be right. this intentional about it, but it's really cool and of course you have you know, it's auto mm -hmm. sonata, so you have these fall colors for a lot of it but like there is a real strong colors that are really reflecting the mood in a real mm -hmm. way in every shot that yeah. um i really like seeing the attention to detail like that like what what's in the frame you know the means yeah um, let's oh, let's tell the story of every single Thing we can you know mm -hmm. but, and um, some of the childhood uh motifs well she's mm. she's also in a very grandiose mansion house like um in yeah. that scene so you can yes see the, yes the flashbacks yeah mm -hmm. you can see the contrast and like and they just frame the mother so so well it's like she she's always kind of away from her as well just physically and mm. um yeah and the childlike aspect is really well done here. I, I like joked to myself that this is a um, psychologist dream movie. Like I think they just, I, <laughs> I think, think it had right. to have, it had yeah. to have been from a mind of us. Like my, my sister's a um, psych major. She's going for her ma uh, uh, PhD and mm. our favorite, like a pastime in any game it, or any movie that we watch together is like <laughs> psychoanalyze these people. I think I mentioned that before. Which is, um, a fun, which is what you're supposed to do for a Bergman movie. <laughs> oh, so. and so I felt like it was literally pulled from a psychologist mind. Yeah. Like it had to have been. I think it was uh, every choice nearly was psychological. Yeah, and I think that's a great point too, because this uh, music has always been an important thing for Bergman movies. And there's really, I think the one song mm. here, the, the Chopin. And Bergman has said a, I think on a few occasions that in his mind, film was closest to music than any other art form because both mm -hmm. of these permeate your subconscious immediately. They go oh to something deeper before you understand it on a cognitive level that it's being, it's affecting you uh, right. before you fully understand the context of everything. And obviously all art is subjective. And I know some people experience, you know, a comic <laughs> book that way or whatever, but I think he's okay. right, broadly speaking. And that certainly mm -hmm. is the effect that this film has on me and oh, I love that I yeah. haven't heard that before right and he he, he was a thinker <laughs> yeah. yeah how'd you Sorry, like I that had... Chopin scene I, I oh my god I love that that was so grueling of uh <laughs> let's, let's describe right. it so um and this is uh, this is kind of the daughter to some degree I think setting herself up to fail because she's she knows yeah. she's not a professional musician her mother is mm, and mm -hmm. um and it's been mentioned a couple of times, I think by her and even by Victor, like, oh, either wants to play for you, Charlotte. And then <laughs> she does. And Charlotte gives a reasonable compliment. She's she's clearly I a love, little bit yeah. ir irked 
watching somebody not play this piece as well, which <laughs> I forgot this too, but it's also like a famously, at least if I'm understanding this correctly, a very complicated piece that is mm. Eva, or as Charlie explains later, it's supposed to sound ugly. Yeah. <laughs> so, or it sounds um, very um, solemn as well. Yeah, it sounds very <laughs> solemn. And it's, um, to me, not a pianist, complicated. <laughs> and mm. so Eva plays it and is um, not satisfied with the compliment from Charlotte mm-hmm. and says, like, well, I like I don't want you to just play Kimmy. I want you to tell me your secret. How do you do this? Mm-hmm. And then Charlotte pretty quickly starts to answer. And it, it may, I, I, what I mean is she doesn't need to be convinced all that much to go straight into I am a concert pianist right. <laughs> lecturing real quick mode, which is you know what Eva asked for, but also this kind of immediate regret of you just think I'm stupid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and clearly I can't do this. And all these <laughs> all these uh, comments seem like little daggers twisting. And and mm. I think this is one of the things I really like about the movies. There's a lot of moments where Eva does seem childish. I think even she, uh-huh. though over, overall, I agree with her, there are times where she just slips into a, I'm going to impress my mom with something. Damn, that didn't work. <laughs> yeah you know? and <laughs> and I asked my mom for advice and she gave it to me and fuck that's not what I wanted to hear <laughs> and I, I think that makes it a lot more relatable and understandable and there's even like a, she's talking about immediately having regret after she arrives I can't believe if I invited her here and I agree I think that yeah. like it in a way that's pretty realistic honestly mm-hmm. like I think it's like approval seeking always puts you in kind of a childish position and or just like a power dynamic position so that Mm. gets especially with a um it's so good because they like they got on the dynamic of like approving from a a family member that you really you really just crave I, i think just like um again psych psych major sister is like you you um we are naturally craving that um so she you know this is a universal there are some things that are um you know thematic but uh approval from a loved one is universal uh need i guess in humans so that's a very like humanistic um moment in the film but i it was that one was an interesting scene for me too because i feel the mother did like um get emotional hearing her daughter right. play so yeah she was very moved by it but then i think for me it was funny it was like comedic that she then uh immediately goes into correcting mode and the, right. and eva's like well like i what was i kind of expecting almost yeah. and so <laughs> and it, it just it does play very like realistically somehow mm-hmm. it's 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 very funny i i agree with you. i think there's a lot of humor in this movie mm-hmm. in that in that way that's very very relatable and there, there's even yeah. just like a charlotte just says oh i bet the shower doesn't work here with her head right in the shower and it's like yeah, yeah it does actually you know that, that's a straight up slapstick moment oh and yeah Mm-hmm. And I think there's enough in here to make this a very um, enjoyable movie, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Um, one of the darker things that occurred to Anne and I were watching this movie is a strange kind of thing that is uh, Charlotte really doesn't want to hear about is that Eva kind of still feels the presence of her son, not in a full on oh. ghost way, but remember talking mm-hmm. about like feelings like she can still feel that, he, that Eric, the deceased, is still there can still feel mm. his breath sometimes can still just feel like he's walking with her and she seems kind of at peace with that and you know who am i who might have take that away from somebody who kind of feels that connection after such a loss but 
Charlotte's very kind of disturbed by this and wants to change the subject. But mm -hmm. as Anne pointed out, Eva kind of has this strange satisfaction of not becoming her mother, right? Mm -hmm. Because she did not, uh, Eric did not live long enough to, to have that resentment, you know, to have that kind of hostility and for her as a mother to do the same things to create a similar dynamic that Charlotte did. So, mm, oh my God. you know what I mean? Very Which is, interesting. <laughs> um, so she has this, obviously she's lost her son, but she has this relationship that's not complicated by her own failings um, emotionally. And that's oh. a very odd <laughs> um, place that mm. she is because she does kind of at the beginning of the movie seem to be in this maybe not exactly fully cheerful, but a pretty satisfied place. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, there's even Victor says like, I, I know your daughter didn't love me when we married, <laughs> you know, to her oh, yeah, mother, yeah, yeah. which is an <laughs> odd thing to say, you know, but, but there's, but it's not, but they also weren't unhappy. It wasn't a miserable, mm -hmm. I tricked her into marrying me thing. So yeah. And he's um, very pleasant. He's not like, he is pleasant. Um, yeah. He's not a problem in Eva's right. life it's it's pretty clear that like her mother dynamics are are the problem and which is kind of i think nowadays you could easily throw away to like i we don't like the other uh you know my son-in-law or whatever like i right, think that's right, just right. so so easily done and like yeah. um a little more accepted if it's not your blood a family i, I that's yeah. a little archaic and i know families are so blended nowadays and it like um, right. doesn't matter but I think there's still like that element um if you yeah. come from a family like that <laughs> so I right. think that's that's part of it too well and I, I think you mentioned our uh that when we had these flashbacks to Eva's upbringing it is a gorgeous mansion it is an old right <laughs> old world Europe tall tall doors massive mm -hmm. mahogany bookshelves house yes and she did and it's mentioned early on kind of run away to the countryside kind of wanted to get mm -hmm. out of those circles and move somewhere she didn't really know anybody and had a successful career as a journalist mm -hmm. but was pretty happy to live in the country you know and not be yeah. a part of that very rich upbringing and of course Charlotte's a little confused by that yeah um, yeah so and it's not that they are doing poorly they're just not having the same massive income <laughs> you know <laughs> well yes the, the mm -hmm. luxury but mm -hmm. I think another major plot point we should maybe alert to is while Eva blames Charlotte for Helena being sick, which is mm -hmm. you know childish, she did put Helena in a in a home and leave her there, and hasn't, right. mm -hmm. also hasn't seen her for at least those seven years, maybe more. So it's very much shutting the kid, the problem child, <laughs> away. Yes, and yes. I think that was something that struck me too. Is like I think if you are, um, if your family, <laughs> or if you can just relate <laughs> to like the tendency to uh, be avoidant, I guess, mm. this is like the movie that will get you because it's no, yeah. um, it's not physical abuse um, yeah. going on here, but it's it's a lot of uh, just, <laughs> I mean, straight up abandonment issues. <laughs> so mm -hmm. like, if that, if, if, if um, that emotionality gets to you, like, that's kind of what's, that's, that's the bread and butter of like, what's going on in their relationship. And I think it's kind of, not to say easier but like you can more easily show the um harshness of a outwardly abusive relationship outwardly um like physically abusive relationship 
a little more easily than it is to do these subtleties of the song and dance that you do with your family that is um avoidant or something like that you know yeah and this movie uh does it and like attempts it so i think it's a big feat that they're kind of doing here I, I really agree i think there's even a lot of modern movies and and tv shows that are not particularly well written that will have some kind of confrontation of I, why why weren't you why aren't you kind of my ball games dad type of thing that feel very very <laughs> cheesy and it's very easy to write this off as like oh fact this adult is just whining and this movie yeah. doesn't feel that way at all even though there are those you know previously mentioned moments where Eva is being overtly childish and Helena is kind of with her disease kind of resembles a toddler is kind of throwing these yeah. fits and is unable to speak so even though that's definitely emulated consciously it does not feel childish it does not feel like mm -mm. the movie doesn't take these concerns seriously and mm -hmm. i really like that i think this movie really respects yeah, children who word. have survived uh various forms of trauma you know yeah and mm -hmm. who have complicated feelings as an adult and it felt yeah i think that's maybe one of the reasons i really latched onto when i first saw it i was like oh i, I don't mm -hmm. think i felt this validated by I, yes <laughs> it's I pretty like the, tonally accurate i would say yeah mm -hmm. and I think they're really, to me, the devastating thing at the end of this movie is they've had this horrible fight. They've had mm -hmm. it all out. There's nothing left, no storm unturned or left unthrown. <laughs> you know, everything has been said. Mm -hmm. And then Charlotte leaves the next morning and Eva is hurt and surprised that she left and writes a letter kind of trying mm -hmm. to make a go at it again. And... Um, reminded me and like in, in my family I've had these not quite to this level I've had these very intense conversations with yeah. my parents trying to work things out and then it didn't really act it, it was almost like it didn't happen like there's no progress we're back to these mm -hmm. dynamics where we don't see each other for a while and I think this movie really leaves me at this end point of maybe it's gonna be another seven years maybe less maybe more but mm -hmm. they're probably gonna have this again this is probably right. gonna happen and it's gonna be another long time and it's just yeah. going to be exhausting <laughs> and that's just mm -hmm. um a cycle and that could that theory i fully recognize as my own <laughs> life bringing into it so if you well, as a viewer didn't get that you know you megan or you listener i'm willing to be wrong about that <laughs> i i it's i'll be honest it's not very optimistic it's not a yeah. happy ending if you will and no. i think that it's but that's to the extent that the movie is very realistic um mm. that I, I agree that it's it felt very uh, just accurate to me of yeah. of who these characters are and um so yeah I like <laughs> I don't want to I want to caution people if like if you're struggling a little bit with um, yeah. family dynamics <laughs> um you know you're you're not gonna escape to a fantasy world if you will in this right. in this film it's gonna kind of bring it to the surface but I again I think we've talked about it but it's just like that's sort of a testament to the um tone of the movie I, I i think it's so strong and i think that it's like just hitting something that is really hard to hit and get mm. right um and just get yeah. like accurate but i think it it pretty much does <laughs> i agree well i think we've said most of what needs to be said about this movie and um, do you have mm -hmm. any closing thoughts because i think we should move on to some lighter subject for our listeners. Yes, that was our assignment. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about the, um, the, the wreck. Rest. No, I, I, I'm, thank you for bringing it to uh, me, oh, Seth. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a good, it was a good one. You know, I think that 
if what we have talked about so far is like striking a chord with you, mm. I would say give it a watch. Like I think yeah. that you'll be pleasantly surprised, not in its optimism, <laughs> but in its accuracy <laughs> and like in your addressing, I guess, of these the, these feelings maybe that you've been having in your own families, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think uh, one last thing, I, I fully agree with you, Megan. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's definitely like the, going back to the parodies of foreign films, whether it's like a, a Simpsons joke or something. And this this director <laughs> is one of those guys. I think there's this yeah. uh, misnotion that like, oh, these movies try to say something profound, but it's really dumb. I think this movie has a lot of just standalone sentences that really strike me as profound. <laughs> this is a movie right. as a mm -hmm. deeper more true art it, it is the difference between reading you know Dostoevsky or reading Tom Clancy um not to mm -hmm. knock Tom Clancy so this is a, <laughs> a tougher thing to get into this is a more strenuous movie mm -hmm. but it's very uh similarly rewarding so mm -hmm. highly recommend you check it out it's currently on the Criterion Channel app and HBO Max mm -hmm. or as always folks get it from your library so that is the sad <laughs> family movie that's the if you don't want to watch Hereditary <laughs> exactly <laughs> um, uh here's the family movie but we're gonna move on to uh as i was rewatching, i texted megan was like maybe we should recommend a, a happy family movie <laughs> at the end of this episode so mm -hmm. that's what we're gonna do uh sure. megan you want to start us off yes sure so i i was trying, trying to think if i had said this one before yet but i have not i don't think i I believe I have not. It's starting to get a little blurry <laughs> up in here, folks. Sorry, and especially with our regs too. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm running out of the pool. But um, <laughs> but this is a fam, a, a distinct family movie that kind of got me thinking, and it's very much a comedy, um, more so. But it, it's a very very dark comedy, but leans mm. more heavily um into comedy for me, and that is Little Miss Sunshine, which oh, I have yeah. watched. I had watched this with my first getting into film, like um, in high school, we actually had like a film appreciation class. Um, and this was, I believe we watched this in that one. I was like, you know, 15, whatever, but it was the first film that like was parroting family in a way that felt funny, accurate. Um, I keep using that word, but like, I, no, I think it's hard word. to get I think it's hard to get accuracy sometimes with families yeah. and not have it be over the top and like just throwing like shit in there to make it crazy or something like that or like yeah. um I, it's pretty easy to go over the top almost with family movies but this one felt pretty like pitch perfect it is uh bleak as well like they're talking <laughs> about bleak topics and for anybody that doesn't know like a, a synopsis of it is that uh, I, oh my God, I'm like going to blank on the girl, but it's, um, oh man, I, I, Abigail, Abigail Breslin. It's Abigail Breslin. Yes. This yeah. is, so she's very young. This may be literally like her first I think uh, it film is. role. Yeah. I think it is. She's very young and she's the daughter of the, of this family. Um, oh my God, Tony Collette is in it as well. So it's yeah, I, was just, I, mean, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I completely yeah. forgot she was in that. <laughs> it's she's she's great um and the plot is that they're taking their daughter to a like miss miss usa for babies pageant <laughs> um in uh, across the country or something they have to go on yeah. a long car trip um tony collette's character her brother has 
come into the family as well. He's staying with them, um, having like almost committed suicide. He's played by Steve Carell. So this was like one of his, um, I think his first serious role, like other than The Office. I would um, think so. Yeah, he's, he's and, very and, good in this. And very serious role, like, um, but you know, he, he, it's Steve Carell, so he'll bring comedy in there as well. Yeah. But it's, it's a bit of an adventure movie, like almost as they go across the country as this dysfunctional family, if you will, it's a dysfunctional family movie. And I was struck by how they all interacted, but it has a very like sweet undertone as Mm. well um, that, you know, always gets to me. So if you're looking for a little bit of a more like, silver lining uh family <laughs> movie then maybe this one i think you'll find it in in this one it made me think of it just because of its dysfunctional um aspect but again it felt very true to who these yeah. characters are and that's always that's always wins in family movies you just have to be true to like to the characters i would say yeah but that that's a great movie i haven't seen that in a long time just going mm-hmm. just looking it up here going through the cast list it's like oh yeah young young paul dano's in that greg Kinner's <laughs> in that and like um people who you know were you associate with a lot of different roles yes were in that movie uh i, I think something that that movie really nails too is economics which most indie yeah. movies do mm-hmm. <laughs> in the hollywood movie because i remember right the inciting incident here is the girl gets into a pad that they didn't expect her to kind of and it's like yeah. well shit how are we gonna afford to get all of us over there we can't That's buy this right. many plane tickets so we're driving the the big van mm-hmm. plus and yes, that just felt yes. like such a real world practical conversation of um of course we got to do this because she got in but how are we going to pay for it <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yeah very fun movie great great pick megan mm-hmm. i am going with a different dysfunctional but fun family movie an animated movie actually the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh my God. I was thinking about this movie. Oh, I haven't yeah? seen it yet, but I've heard, I, you would like it, I think. I've heard yeah. its praises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this is also a dysfunctional family road trip movie. <laughs> a, a fun cast. We have Maya Rudolph and Danny McBride are in here and uh, mm-hmm. Eric Andre, Olivia Coleman, and a lot of other fun people. Um, Doug the Pug is a model in this, <laughs> the, the internet wow. ugly dog thing. Um, but yeah, this is. This is also a dysfunctional family movie that is basically daughter got accepted to film school in, I think, UCLA, and dad is an outdoorsman, doesn't doesn't really understand this, doesn't really mm. think he just wants to build his woodcrafts, and there's a lot of daughter wants to show dad the new short film she made starring their dog, he wants <laughs> to show her a, a bird feeder or whatever he made. <laughs> Yeah. And neither of them are connecting. They're, they're not having any interest for the overlap at uh-huh. all. And they do a road trip. And there's, even though there's a, a lot of arguments, it is still very much like, well, we still have to be in the car together. We're still going to eat dinner and yes. be nice to each other after bickering in a way that I felt was pretty healthy. And mm-hmm. it's just a crazy, funny movie where basically they somehow end up like a machine apocalypse all the iphones or whatever it is rise up and they <laughs> have to outgun them and of course they are not the suave rich family none of them have uh, really any practical skills except maybe hmm. dad and they're in this this wasteland now but also are still trying to get her to college despite all this right. so i think it's also a movie that understands memes and like internet humor more than any other okay. movie i've seen because the and they reflect that pretty appropriately with the the daughter and the kids mm-hmm. i feel like that's a thing a lot of movies whenever they try to have kids interacting on their phones oh. or whatever it just doesn't make sense or um yes it's just not how that works at all this movie seems to grasp that and it's made by 
younger people. And uh, <laughs> I think it actually came out in time for Thanksgiving like two years ago and was a pretty delightful mm-hmm. watch. So I highly recommend that if you want just a fun family, there is going to be a catharsis. There's going to be a good uh, healing at the end of it <laughs> movie. That's so fun. I I heard about it from other like critical praise actually. So mm-hmm. that's that's really nice to hear. That'll be so yeah, fun. it was very good. Mm-hmm. And the animation's great. So nice. All nice. right. Well, folks, mm-hmm. that's our Thanksgiving family episode. Be on the lookout <laughs> for the food episode will be coming out next. And mm-hmm. uh write in your guests. There's there's a few major contenders what the food movie could be. Uh, yes, we're not gonna true. spoil it, but I'm curious if anybody guesses it. Hopefully you are going to go home to something more pleasant than this Bergman film <laughs> <laughs> for dinner. So enjoy the holidays. And if you don't, you have, a, you have a film to relate to. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At least. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we understand you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Um, and enjoy the food aspect the most. That's always yes. the most important part. It's, almost. You can't beat it. <laughs> you can't. Mm-hmm. All right. Take care, all.